Welcome to the Common Sense Idaho podcast, the podcast where we focus on what makes Idaho great, common sense. I'm your host, Nate. Let's get going with today's episode. Welcome back to Common Sense Idaho. I am your host, Nate, and thank you so much for joining me today. Got a couple of things I want to talk about first. I mean, I would be remiss if I did not talk about my favorite college football team, the Boise State Broncos. Yes, indeed. Two to three weeks ago, there was like a 0.1% chance that the Boise State Broncos would make it to the Mountain West Championship game. And yet, here we are, Sunday, December 3rd, and the Boise State Broncos are now the Mountain West champions. I mean, what a ride this season has been. It's been up and down and people were screaming for the firing of the head coach. And so they finally fired the head coach. And then this interim coach takes over and he sparks some energy and all the kids just want to play like their uh, lights out for this guy. And they go 3-0 and with this guy as the interim head coach. The first time in the history of FBS that the interim head coach had won their conference championship game. Incredible. And not only did they win, but they pretty much dominated UNLV in all aspects of the ball. Taylor Green played lights out. Oh, my gosh. What a great, great um, game that was for Taylor. I'm so happy for him that he won MVP of the game. And what can be said about Ashton Genty? Except that the dude is a freaking beast. You know, Boise State has had some incredible running backs over the years, from Doug Martin to Ian Johnson to... You know, uh, uh, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ajaye. I'm just tons of fantastic quarterbacks. George Holani, tons of fast, uh, fantastic running backs. But I think, honestly, I think Ashton Genty is probably the best running back we have ever had play for this team. Now, one can only hope that he sticks around in this day and age of transfer portals and the ability to get paid for being a student athlete the possibility of him leaving is very big because he, let's face it, he can make more money somewhere else. And sometimes with these athletes, sometimes time is short. You never know what's going to happen. You never know if the next play that you make is going to be the last play of your athletic career. That's just the way football is. So it's hard to fault these kids for wanting to jump in the transfer portal and maybe go somewhere where they're able to make a little bit more money because whether we like it or not, Boise, Idaho is not a big market. We think we're big when we live here. We're like, oh, look at us. We're a big city. Uh, we got big uh, big buildings and a uh, big uh, football stadium, 35,000 people, whatever fits. It's not big. But we think we're really big and cool around here. Half a million people living in this valley, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, no, um, you're not that big. You drive like terrible big city drivers. I'll tell you that. Uh, in fact, I think uh, Boise <laughs> is probably one of the worst places for drivers in the country. I've driven in uh, almost every major big city in this in this country, and there are two places that stick out more than others for their terrible drivers. The number one place for worst drivers, in my uh, humble opinion, is Salt Lake City, Utah. That place absolutely sucks. Number two, Boise, Idaho. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Boise, Idaho really sucks when it comes to their drivers. I mean, um, I've even, you know, I've driven down the I-5 and the 405 in Los Angeles, California, and never had the kind of people there that I deal with here on a daily basis. It's, it's absolutely um, 
amazing. I was driving down the connector the other day. I was going almost 70 miles an hour and some lady flipped me off because she thought I was going too slow. <laughs> How is that? What? The speed limit's 60 miles an hour on that connector, people. Okay? I'm just saying. All right. Well, congratulations to the Boise State Broncos. I look forward to seeing you in the L.A. Bowl, playing some Pac-12, the illustrious, dying, almost dead Pac-12 conference. I uh, don't know who it's going to be, but um, I look forward to seeing them play whatever team gets picked to go in that ball or, or bowl or whoever accepts. I know the Pac-12 team is going to look at it like, oh, we got to go play in this dumb little bowl with a measly Boise State Broncos. But let's not forget the record that the Boise State Broncos has against the Pac. Um, it's pretty dang good. Let's just say that. Okay. All right. Now, <clears throat> let's get into the meat and potatoes of what I want to talk about today. Last week, I waded into the waters of ranked choice voting. And uh, because of that, it was an incredibly enriching experience uh, on my Twitter feed or X feed, whatever you want to call it these days. Because um, the trolls come out of the woodwork for that kind of stuff. Well, I have a feeling this is going to be another one of those topics where the trolls will come out in full force. And I'm ready for him. Go for it. Go nuts. Uh, you know, whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, to this week, I'm going to talk about Drag Queen Story Hour. Uh, an article came out earlier this week from EastIdahoNews.com that that plethora of liberal, you know, media that was actually um, originally funded. It, he doesn't have any control from what I understand. But the uh, the the startup money came from a one Frank Vandersloot. So yeah, that that's a, that's a bastion of liberalism right there. It's a, yeah, it's amazing what it says. So I'm going to read the article to you that was retweeted by all of the Republicans in this state that was from eastidahonews.com, but actually it's an aggregated, it's aggregated from the Idaho Capital Sun. So we probably better give them the due that they deserve. So this is in Pocatello, Idaho. A drag reading group received this year's Human and Civil Rights Award from the city of Pocatello's Human Relations Advisory Committee for its work providing educational spaces for children amid community black backlash. The city's Human Relations Advisory Committee consists of community members. We'll, we'll skip all that. But anyway, this year, reading time with The Queens, a nonprofit whose mission is to have drag performers read stories that teach acceptance and self-love, received the award. Now, each month, the nonprofit organizes a 45-minute program where drag artists read picture books, sing songs, teach sign language, and create crafts with children and families in Pocatello and Idaho Falls. Now, according to the website, or the city's website, the committee strives to improve relations among all members of the community regardless of their race, color, national origin, ancestry, religion, creed, sex, age, marital, family status, physical or mental disability, sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression. Now, this reading group previously hosted its events at the Marshall Public Library in Pocatello, but after receiving protesters from Mass Resistance, a national anti-LGBTQ plus group, the nonprofit had to move its programs to different private venues out of safety concerns. Now, I had somebody on Twitter try to tell me that, well, I, I kind of made the, you know, that it was a private place. And they're like, oh, yeah, I wonder why they're doing it in a private place so they can go ahead and molest the kids. Yeah, that's what they're doing. 
So as reported by East Idaho News, religious protesters arrived early to a reading time event in February and took up the available space in the library room. Probably uh, Kirk Cameron was among them, too. Uh, anyway, no, probably not. Anyway, preventing parents and children who came for the event from entering the space. Now, Rowan Smith, a board member of the nonprofit, told the Idaho Capital Sun that while he is grateful for the award, it feels surreal since the success of the program has come at the expense of its board members worrying for their safety. Now, Rowan went on to say, we were really fortunate to be in a community where we have had magnitudes more support than we have had adversity. We put in so much for every program to pull this off, and it's all volunteers. It is all people who just choose to come and spend their time with us. Now, Jody Dunn, known as Mr. Buster at Reading Time Events, is the treasurer of the group. And in a phone interview, he said the program has evolved from being a once in a while event to a monthly nonprofit program. He says it's a very creative way for a group of diverse individuals to read stories, sing songs, learn sign language, and do crafts with children of elementary school age or younger. He said that even though the nonprofit primarily consists of drag artists, its programs draw inspiration from diverse communities, particularly evident because the board includes individuals from the Jewish and deaf communities. Now, we're going to skip ahead just a little bit in the article. Um, he said Justin Rold, uh, he's also known as Mr. Zay in the programs, is a board member and co-founder of the program. He told the Idaho Capital Sun that the program began as a community service requirement that he and his colleague, Miss Callie, had for a drag pageant title holder requirement. We wanted to do something fun and something that we wished we had when we were younger, he said. I, as a deaf child, Never had that kind of opportunity where I had deaf adults read or sign books to me on a regular basis. So having an American Sign Language component in this program was and still is important to me. Rold said that having a public space for drag performers to meet is important since it is an art form like music or theater. Though retired, <laughs> retired from drag, he said there is a double standard in the criticism faced by LGBTQ plus individuals dressing in drag compared to straight actors. Rold said it is also important for kids to have access to the program because it teaches inclusivity and acceptance. This is our biggest focus, to have children be okay with themselves and be okay with others, even if they may be different than what is considered normal. Our drag performers put in a lot of time and thought behind their outfits for our programs. It is a type of creativity. We want the children to get inspired and be creative with what they want to do. In addition to the city of Pocatello's Human and Civil Rights Award, Reading Time with Queens, has received the Community Educator Award from the Pocatello branch of the NAACP. The president of the program, as Callie, also received the Kind Community Crusader from the Kind Community. Those awards really meant a lot to us due to being recognized for our work within our community, Rold said. To learn more about the program or how to get involved, go to their website. And I went to their website, Drag uh, Reading Time with Drag Queens, I think is what it was called. Now I lost it here. But... It goes, you know, people are like, oh, well, what are they doing in these meetings? You should see the books that they read to these kids. It's all about let's look at our private parts and genitals and show everybody and be gay and stuff. So I decided I was going to click on their most recent video, the recent story time hour, to see exactly what kind of books they were reading. So the first book they read, well, first they sang a song. It's kind of a cute little song. And second, they read a book about being purple. Now, is you might say, oh, that's uh, that's uh, th those are code words, you know. Uh, but so they read the book and I listened to the whole book. It was basically about being a good human being. There wasn't anything 
overly gay about the book at all. And then the second book was pretty much the same way. So if people would actually take the time to maybe go to one of these story hours or listen to the books, you can find them. All the videos are available on their website. You can see what books they're rating. Then perhaps you might have a different opinion about what these guys are reading. Oh, well, why do they have to dress up like women then? Why not? Who cares? You know, most of the people that are fighting against this call themselves Republicans, and a lot of them think that they lean more libertarian than anything. If that was the case, they wouldn't give two shits about how these people dress up or the fact that they're even reading to children. They're not doing it on in a school room. They're not doing it so nobody can come see what they're doing. They did do it in a public library paid by public tax dollars. Guess what, people? The drag queens pay taxes to that library just like everybody else. You don't want the drag queens being there? Then you might want to kick out anybody else, any other public group that uses the library for their stuff. Because I know public libraries also rent out space to churches. Is that fair? They rent out space to anybody who wants to have a group. Because it's a public space paid for by public tax dollars. So they couldn't do it anymore because they were getting threats. So what do they do? They say, okay, we're going to have it in private venues. All right. Now I was like, oh, well, see, that's why they want to have it in private venues so they can get away with stuff and molest these children. These private venues are like bookstores. Um, what else? They have a list of, of their coming up events. These are the places they're going to have their, their uh, reading hours in the next, in the next few weeks. Uh, Winnie and Moe's on A Street in Idaho Falls. Okay, that's not a private residence, all right? Uh, they're going to be at the Discovery Dance School in Pocatello. They're going to be at Winnie and Moe's in Idaho Falls, Discovery Dance School in Pocatello. Okay, this is, you want to go? Go. They're not trying to hide behind some veil so they can secretly molest all these kids that are at their groups. These kids don't have to be there, okay? They go probably because they like it. Their parents might want to take them. The right-wing side of things are always complaining about parental rights. And then when parents choose uh, to utilize their parental rights, what do they do? They scream at them, I can't believe that. You're sexualizing your kids. You're gender-confusing them. My gosh, people. I'm just, it's mind-boggling. So let's read some of the comments that were posted underneath the East Idaho News tweet a while back. Let's see. Let's let's read some good ones here. Uh, at least they put educational spaces for children in quotes. Drag in front of kids. Desensitization, desensitization tactic. Ask this. Why do grown men feel it necessary to show off in front of children? Why is a city in Idaho Falls? This is from Live Free or Die. Sonny Hooper. Of Idaho Falls, uh, in a city in Idaho of all places, honoring perverts and pedophiles. Where were they perverts and pedophiles? And why aren't the men of Pocatello putting a stop to it? Cowards and degenerates populate Pocatello, apparently. And good old Mark, who follows me on Twitter, Satan thanks the city of Pocatello for their souls. It has a nice little AI-generated picture of some sort of devil, I guess, uh, sewing a, an LGBTQ plus flag. This newspaper wants your children molested. That's from Portland Expat. 
Sounds like time to recall the entire city elected officials, mayor, city council, school board. Everyone, fire them! That's from Menilo. Right. Uh, WTF? And the award for bestest groomer goes to... This guy actually has a uh, picture of uh, Trump as his profile picture. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, it just goes on and on and on about uh, really... I mean, the, the, the comments are just absolutely disgusting. It's just amazing to me. So, uh, here's one. This one is from Swift Kick or Kick and Whistle. Uh, people in Idaho, an AI generated of some new, uh, partially nude... I'm assuming gay lady who's screaming on the computer with an LGBTQ LGBTQ plus flag behind them with just, you know, overweight French fries, soda. Just go to East Idaho's news. You'll see it. This person is worried about drag queens for story hour and yet posts that on X platform for the world to see. Sickening. Keep our kids away from these pedophiles. Sadness, people. Sadness. Look, our uh, illustrious head of the Idaho Republican Party, Dorothy Moon, decided she was going to have a press release this week uh, on December first, actually yesterday or uh, Friday, telling us about how terrible this is. That there was a drag queen story hour group that was selected for a Human and Civil Rights Award. So let's go ahead and read Dorothy's words, shall we? They tell us it's not happening in Idaho. They also tell us it's a good thing that it is. Earlier this week, the city of Pocatello honored a drag queen storytime group with their Human and Civil Rights Award. They specifically lauded the group for providing educational spaces for children. It's clear that this award was given in response to recent protests by concerned parents against exposing children to drag events and the gender confusion they promote. It's no exaggeration to say that there are people out there who really are after your kids, and they will call anyone who stands up to them bigoted and hateful. Drag story time for children is not just innocent fun. Drag queens are often highly sexualized, and they... I, I watched the video. The dude reading the first book was highly sexualized? Question mark. He had a wig on and jeans and a shirt. And the other drag queen sitting next to him had a very nice shirt, a, a dress on, you know, like a, something you'd see going to a Sunday school class on Easter Sunday at a church. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Anyway, they're highly sexualized and they, get this one, deliberately blur the lines between male and female. These events push a radical leftist ideology to confuse young children about their gender. It's one thing for adults to choose to enjoy this type of activity, but another to push it onto innocent children. Now, the Idaho Republican platform is explicit in its... <laughs> I mean, at least you're finally using the word explicit in the right context here, Dorothy. I'm just saying. In its support of children and families, children are the future. More precious than anything else in the world and protecting them and their innocence is the paramount duty for all parents. Article 14, Section 4 of the platform states, We strongly oppose any person, entity, or policy that attempts to confuse minors regarding their biological gender. Can you believe that is actually part of their platform? That they have a 
platform stance that says they oppose persons or entities that attempt to confuse minors regarding their biological gender. And they call everybody else bigoted. I just, it's mind boggling. They can't even see in the mirror. Do they not understand the hypocrisy of this? It's so maddening. Republican elected officials must do their part to protect children from these overtly sexual and confusing performances. Again, go watch the story hours on their website. Tell me how overtly sexual they are and confusing. The question is not why children should be exposed to drag queens, but why adults with cross-dressing fetishes are so interested in being around our children. Dorothy. Dorothy, there's only one person that seems to be really interested in the fetishes, and it certainly isn't the cross-dressers, okay? I'm telling you. Uh, this is also a reminder that local elections are very important. This drag group was chosen... Well, first of all, let me state this. Yes, local elections are very important. That's why those of us who understand that common sense needs to rule the day are getting more involved with the local elections. And guess what, Dorothy? You're losing. You keep on losing. Every election, you keep on losing. You're losing in the school boards. You're losing on city council streets. You're losing on mayorship. Because people are seeing through your ways. They're seeing through the Idaho Freedom Foundation and their ways. They're, three, they're seeing through the Idaho Freedom Caucus and their ways. We don't want people such as yourself running this state. And so that's why you're losing the elections. Keep on fighting. Keep on blowing your nonsense into the wind, Dorothy, because it's not going to matter. Part of it, she says, children deserve to be raised in an environment where they can safely grow and develop. Are you threatening to take people's kids away from them because they took them to a drag queen story hour? That doesn't sound very Republican to me. I thought you guys were for parental rights. Seems like a threat. Drag story times are designed to interrupt that process. To cause children to question ideas about sex and gender before they are mature enough to, for such things. They are designed to circumvent the role of parents in bringing their children up according to their values. My guess is, Dorothy, that most of these kids going to these children's story hours are brought there by their parents. It's not a required course in the public elementary school down the road. <sighs> oh, my. I, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what to say. She says, one of the most important and most difficult duties of parents today is to protect the innocence of their children. It's disappointing to see organizations and municipalities deliberately making this job that much harder. The message from the Idaho Republican Party remains simple and clear. We will always oppose the sexualization and gender confusion of children. Dorothy, you speak utter nonsense. And the fact that you guys are trying to pass laws in the state legislature that says it's illegal to take kids to drag queen story hour says everything we need to know about what kind of tactics you guys will go through to make sure your way prevails. That's not freedom. The fact that you use that word is, is, is complete hypocrisy. The fact that you guys call the thing Idaho Freedom Caucus and Idaho Freedom Foundation is absolute, utter nonsense. You use the word inappropriately. The only thing you want is freedom from anything that offends you. That's it. 
You don't care who you hurt in the process as long as it's what you believe. That's not freedom. Freedom is letting people do what they want as long as they don't hurt anybody else. That's really the bottom line. That's the libertarian stance. The real libertarian stance. But you don't guys don't believe that. If it offends you in any way, you try to pass a law. And then, and then when common sense Republicans stick up to you and they decide they're not going to vote for the stupid law, then you say they're rhinos. And then you make them stand up to some sort of basically a Gestapo tribunal and answer for their votes. How dumb is that? It just, you know, things are going to start fracturing here, people. And the Republican Party, as we know it today, whether it be on a state level or on a national level, is going to become something different. You will have the extreme right wing fascist part of the party that exists with people like, uh, well, Idaho. Let's talk about Idaho and Dorothy Moon and and and, uh, you know, Brian Lenny and Scott Herndon, uh, among others, Tammy Nichols. And and you're going to have those people split with the more, I guess you could say, common sense Republicans in Idaho, like Stephanie Mickelson and, uh, you know, some of the others that don't give in to this pressure of 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 uh, voting a certain way. The people that represent the citizens of Idaho in the Idaho state legislature are members of a party but they represent and they have to answer to the people of their districts. Those are the people they need to answer to. And they answer to them by the the vote. If those people don't like what that person is doing, they have every right to vote them back out. Now, it's evident to me that they, maybe they don't like them now, but if you don't figure out a way to to get your party, Dorothy, to to get back up and vote, then those people are still going to continue to win. They vote out Ron Nate and they put Stephanie Mickelson back in. They vote out Chad Christensen and they put Wheeler in. They vote out Zollinger and they put Marco in. I mean, look, this is the stuff that happens. So if you want to win, sell your ideas better. That's why you guys are afraid of ranked choice voting, because you know it will be the death nail in your coffin. Am I right, Dorothy? Look, let's get back to the drag queen story hour. I probably would never go to a drag queen story hour, okay? Would I take my kids to it? I don't know. It's neither here nor there. The point is, are these people hurting anybody? No. Is it really that sexual when you go to a drag queen story hour? 90 times, 90% of the time? Probably not. Who's bringing the kids to the story hour? Is it required? Is it demanded? No. It's not. Let the parents choose what they want to do. If you want to take your kids to a drag queen story hour, feel free. If you don't want to take your kids to a drag queen story hour, feel free. But do we have to pass a law in the state legislature saying you are not allowed to take a kid to a drag queen story hour? No. Talk about overreach of government. You guys are constantly complaining about that. And here you are trying to do the same thing you complain about. Do you not look in the mirror? Can you not see the hypocrisy of your actions? Now, unless there is actual proof that these drag queens are being sexually explicit in front of these kids, 
Leave them alone. Unless there is actual proof that these drag queens are reading stories to these kids that you can basically, if you're a normal human being, say it's pornographic, then leave them alone. All you're doing is making fools of yourself. So, if I, I'm done, <laughs> I got a little passionate about this one because it drives me nuts. People who scream freedom are constantly taking freedom away from others. It makes no flipping sense to me. So I'm done this week. If you guys want to reach out to me, please feel free. You can find me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at Mexin Norseman. That's M-E-X-I-N-O-R-S-E-M-A-N. Mexin Norseman. Or you can type in Nate. Find me. Uh, I've had a lot of followers recently in the past couple of weeks. A lot of them are trolls. I don't care if you're a troll. Come join me. I probably won't block you. Unless there's something just completely terrible that you say that that uh, I, it, <laughs> that reminds me of a story. This guy got on my feed this week and he called me all kinds of basically racial slurs uh, about being a Mexican. Um, and then he blocked me. What? So you let people talk long enough, they're going to eventually show you who they really are. It's the bottom line. OK, so I don't usually block people. So if you want to come have a discussion, I'll be more than happy to discuss with you. You want to basically call me names and say I'm stupid and and just, you know, there's this one guy, his name is Josh, I think his name is. He thinks he's having a discussion when all he's doing is just basically saying, well, I know you are, but what am I? Kind of a thing. It's just, it's it's mind boggling to me. Oh, it's so confusing. I mean, we've pretty much shown on the ranked choice voting that it's not that confusing. Yes, it is. It's so And it's, it's intentionally so because the liberals are out to get you with their pitchforks. Yeah. All right. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm done for this week. You guys got anything to add? Please feel free to at me on X or you can even DM me. That's fine. You can if you want. I don't care. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks so much for joining me here on Common Sense Idaho. Talk to you later.